dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this, and stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. And welcome to another episode of In a Place Like This. I'm Chris Michael Smith. So it's been an exciting couple months for our podcast. I got to record four amazing episodes. And by the way, that Pokemon episode is doing numbers. So uh, thank you for that. And by numbers, I mean like in relation to what this podcast is used to. Uh, we're not like Earwolf or anything like that, but it's something. And um, for all of my listeners who have been tuning in uh, week by week, thank you. I really do appreciate that. Now, something I usually say for the end of the episode, but uh, since I've already um, announced it, uh, next week's episode is going to be Summertime Madness. It's going to be an episode on uh, summer blockbusters. Now, as I've learned in the past when it comes to, like, big uh, topics, uh, trying to do a catch-all, all-encompassing episode doesn't quite work in the way that I like it to. So we're just going to single out a few major hitters and I'm going to make this sort of an annual episode thing. But either way, I'm very excited to discuss this uh, and also to have uh, this week's guest on board. So uh, as I kind of do with all of my mini episodes, what have I been watching? So when it comes to like new films, new releases. Uh, I finally did get around to seeing The Black Phone. Very, very good. A 70s style horror slash thriller. Scott Derrickson did a great job building this atmosphere of dread. And yeah, he brings the jump scares and supernatural elements, but like the most frightening thing about the movie is the human monster at the top of the stairs played to perfection by Ethan Hawke. I also got a chance to check out uh, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Now, I'm a 90s kid, and uh, Beavis and Butthead was very much a part of my childhood. I saw the first movie in theaters. And I'm not going to lie, this one kind of more or less uses the same plot. But the uh, rush of nostalgia and the fact that it was like a legit funny movie, I have no complaints. So yeah, check that one out if you have Paramount+. Plus. Uh, totally worth it, especially if you were a fan of the original series. So the uh, major, major release from this month was Thor Love and Thunder. I'm actually a little bit surprised by how divisive this one is. Like, uh, it's definitely in the style of Ragnarok, which definitely was one of the better Marvel films. Uh, did I prefer Ragnarok? Sure. However, like watching uh, Jane Foster return as the mighty Thor was awesome. Like she was incredible and I want to see more of her. And yeah, I, I laughed. I laughed a lot. It has that uh, Taika Waititi brand of comedy that I've grown to love so much. So Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, I Between the two Marvel outings that I'd seen this year, I did prefer... Doctor Strange. However, this one is still a whole lot of fun. It's a breeze to get through. And yeah, it's seeing a lot of your favorite characters again in a fun, energetic, and ultimately hilarious film. Now for some titles that 
you may be a little bit less familiar with, uh, Peacock recently added on to uh, their network the film You Won't Be Alone. Um, it's very much in the vein of like folk horror, which has been gaining traction and popularity over the years, kind of like uh, The Witch, Lamb, films like that. Uh, this one is shown from the witch's perspective. Um, it's refreshingly original and very thought-provoking. So if you have the patience for a film that rewards that sort of thing, I highly recommend uh, checking that one out. Another weird and fun one, which you can find on Canopy, and Canopy is great if you have a library card, uh, you could watch their library of movies. Cosmic Dawn. Uh, how do I even describe it? It is a low-budget film, uh, and it definitely wears that budget on its sleeve while also making the most of it. And it's just this really cool and psychedelic experience. It doesn't really spell anything out for you. Uh, but again, if you're looking for something off-kilter, a little bit different, Cosmic Dawn might scratch that itch for you. So I also did a little bit of catch-up when it came to uh, titles that were in some way mentioned or recommended on the podcast. And on there, I got the chance to watch uh, Future World. Uh, obviously, I had to go back and watch Westworld first, so I caught a nice little double feature there. Uh, Westworld is phenomenal. It's a super fun movie, uh, western sci-fi hybrid, and definitely a precursor to Jurassic Park. Makes sense, because same writer. And that one's a whole lot of fun, because you get to watch Yul Brynner go full Cowboy Terminator. So there's that. Future World... Okay, so <laughs> we did the, uh, for those of you who listened to the After Yang episode, that was our wrong answers only poster. Uh, we were both way off on that one. Um, but it is, I mean, I, I, I caught that it was the um, Westworld sequel and that's about it. And the only reason I caught that is because Yul Brynner's name showed up on it. Um, it definitely takes the story in a different direction and kind of just goes full 70s camp uh which means i loved it it's a lot of fun um but also don't expect it to be as good as westworld rico mott had also uh suggested two pokemon movies to me and i had the chance to watch one because it just so happened to be on hoopla Hoopla, the other library card streaming app. So if you have a library card, get Hoopla. Totally worth it. Uh, Pokemon, The Rise of Darkrai. Uh, one of the better films that I had seen in canon, though I still think my favorite is probably still 2000. Uh, the animation is just stunning, and the music is on a whole other level. I very much enjoyed that one. Uh, the Wedding Banquet was another one that we had mentioned um on the um, LGBT plus episode uh, as one that was hard to find. And actually I found it and I found it for like legal streaming, uh, reasonable price, all that stuff. Uh, if you have Vudu, it's available on that. Now, what I somehow missed when we got that question last week or two weeks, three weeks ago, you know, time, what is time? 
when we got that question for the episode, I admittedly didn't do my due diligence and uh, didn't catch that this film was directed by Ang Lee. Ang Lee, of course, uh, having directed Brokeback Mountain, which means Brokeback Mountain was not his first LGBT plus film. It was The Wedding Banquet. So this one's cool because you get to see like Ang Lee working like at the beginning of his career. So before he was making like these big budget productions like Sense and Sensibility, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and of course Brokeback Mountain, uh, he was doing smaller scale stuff like this. And for a film made in 1993, it was surprisingly sensitive and kind of sweet. I enjoyed watching this one a lot. So yeah, if you have a Voodoo account, it's like four bucks to rent it. Totally worth it. It's it's a very good movie. And you get to see like a two-time Best Director winner at the beginning of his career. Uh, yeah, check this one out uh, if you have the chance. And finally, I got a chance to check out A Boy and His Dog. I would like to take this moment to congratulate my guest from last week, Rico Mott, that uh, he kinda sorta guessed the plot of uh, A Boy and His Dog. Is it the main, main story? Not really, but the dog definitely does try to help this teenager find a mate. And it's not like a nothing plot point, like it actually drives much of the story forward. Uh, it's used to propel the story in motion. And I was correct in that that dog was having none of it. That dog was like so over it for like most of the movie and that was magical. A Boy and His Dog is a very bizarre film, uh, so of course I love it. If weird movies are your cup of tea, then uh, go ahead and check it out. It's on quite a few streaming platforms. <clears throat> Excuse me while I take a quick look. Hoopla, Voodoo, Canopy, Crackle, Pluto TV, Plex, and Freebie. And DreamWorks' The Bad Guys has also shown up on Peacock. Super fun, super cute heist movie filled with tons of references your kids won't understand, but you will. So... Yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of, like, fam family-friendly humor in there for the kids to enjoy, whereas you, the adult, will catch the casual Ocean's Eleven and Pulp Fiction references that are sprinkled throughout the movie. Other films I got to see for the first time include uh, classics such as 42nd Street and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Uh, I got to watch Denis Villeneuve's uh, Prisoners. And uh, Martin Scorsese's The Last Waltz. These are all fantastic films. Uh, and they're available in multiple places where you could find movies streaming. Oftentimes for free. So what's coming up for the month of August? That looks exciting to me. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is Bullet Train. That trailer that plays before seemingly every movie right now. Directed by David Leach, who brought us... Uh, Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2. This film looks all kinds of fun. It has a stacked cast. Um, this trailer though, like super fun, super high energy, and yes, it plays before everything. Every time you go see a movie, this trailer is going to play before it, and honestly, I kind of dislike when they do that, but also, you know what, it's effective. I still want to see the movie, so there's that. 
on the same day, there's a comedy coming out called Easter Sunday, uh, starring comedian Joe Coy and directed by Jay Chandra Sikar of Broken Lizard fame. Uh, you know what? The trailer for this looks pretty funny, and I'm very interested in seeing uh, how it goes. So, yeah, uh, this one looks good, too. To be honest, I have not seen a lot of trailers for the movies being released in the month of August, but one that did catch my attention was 3,000 Years of Longing, starring uh, Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, directed by George Miller, who brought us uh, the Mad Max series, uh, as well as, surprisingly, Happy Feet. But, you know, both great for different reasons. Anyway, uh, this is like a fantasy adventure with what appears to have like really fun and whimsical scenes. And like when you have uh, Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba in a movie, like you can't really go wrong with that. And George Miller is also a super talented filmmaker. I am very excited for this film. Um, it's another one of those that uses the uh, kaleidoscope poster image, which um, we saw earlier this year with Everything Everywhere All at Once. Then we saw it with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and even Bob's Burgers has a kaleidoscope poster. This is another one of those. And I'm sure there's more stuff coming out in uh, streaming that looks exciting as well. I believe uh, Marvel is going to be releasing She-Hulk, and uh, Star Wars is going to have that Andor series. I'm going to be watching both of those probably. Probably. Definitely. And of course, Comic-Con is happening this weekend, and I'm sure there's going to be some very exciting announcements there. Maybe there'll be a mini-sode for that. Who knows? I wanted to do something a little different on this week's mini-sode, and that's kind of to highlight other podcasts that I listen to. These are podcasts that I personally find entertaining and sort of inspired me to make this one. Uh, How Did This Get Made is a popular one. Um, I very much enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, they talk about bad movies, and uh, what I love about it is oftentimes they end up really liking the bad movies, and um, honestly, I kind of take these as recommendations most of the time because, uh, you know, even if they're heavy air quotes bad, I end up really enjoying them as well. Um for instance, this is the podcast that introduced me to Miami Connection, which, by the way, if you have not seen Miami Connection, uh, pause this podcast right now, get on Hoopla or Freebie, and watch it. It's, it's bonkers, and I mean that in the best way imaginable. Uh, speaking of how did this get made, there's a very like-minded podcast that is local and smaller scale, but... Uh, check out Bombs Away. That's a really fun podcast. Um, I've been to a few of their live shows and very much enjoyed them. The Grind Bin is, an, is also a local podcast. Uh, they discuss Grindhouse movies. Um, yeah, uh, self-explanatory there, I guess. <laughs> Rating Descending is another podcast. I've mentioned it on this one before. It's one that discusses... Um, the bottom 250 on IMDb, but it takes a very uncynical approach to that. And oftentimes, like, yeah, sometimes the movies are just bad and, like, unredeemable, but they find the redeeming qualities in a lot of these movies. And 
it's a very positive spin on what is normally taken as, quote, worst movies ever. It's very entertaining. I enjoy every, I look forward to every episode uh, every week. So check that one out. On the opposite end of that is uh, Unspooled. Originally, they were looking at the AFI Top 100 and examining whether or not those movies actually belonged. Uh, but then they sort of branched out after they finished the original 100 and started looking at different kinds of movies and trying to sort of like come up with their own list. It's a little bit more of a cynical take, but it's usually... What I love about it is how informative it is. And yeah, I don't agree with everything they say. Oftentimes I'm like, oh, you didn't like that one because I actually really liked it. But what what makes it so good is like all the information they throw at you about these movies. And yeah, it is kind of interesting to look at it from um, a different perspective. Like uh, many times, you know, it's not that they dislike the movie. They just feel like out of a list of 100 films, maybe that one shouldn't be one of them. You know, it's it's fascinating stuff. I, I enjoy it. And another one I've mentioned on this podcast before is um, You Must Remember This. Uh, it's an academic podcast about the history of Hollywood. Uh, Karina Longworth does a phenomenal amount of research and presents it in like the most entertaining way possible. I uh, I can't talk that one up enough. If you love movies and if you love history, that one is like right up your alley. Check it out. I feel bad for uh, waiting until now to mention them. Academy Queens uh, is a very fun podcast. Unfortunately, they are ending their run. But if you look back at their uh, their older episodes, there's a lot of fun stuff there. Again, you probably won't agree with everything they say. But what I do love is that they'll highlight something that didn't get that highlight from the Academy. Like, okay, they might disagree with the winner and in many times wholeheartedly disagree with the winner. But... The ones that they, they like, lift up, you watch them and go, huh, oh, okay, that's interesting. I've never looked at it from that perspective before, and this performance probably deserved more attention than it uh, ultimately got. And that's what I love about that podcast is that it kind of, like, you know, maybe I don't agree with maybe their more negative takes, but their positive ones will lift up the ones that, you know, maybe we hadn't considered before. There's also a lot of current events podcasts that I listen to. Um, for the news, I go for The Daily, uh, New York Times, you know. Uh, oftentimes, to help process uh, what I'm seeing on the news, um, Yo, Is This Racist is a very good podcast for that. Um, opening Arguments is great for a concise legal perspective on what's going on and as boring as that sounds it really isn't like it's a very fun and entertaining take on that getting curious with Jonathan Van Ness kind of like it's kind of like what inspired my less cynical take on things um yeah th there's like such a genuine curiosity in <laughs> in like uh, what he brings to that show. So I, I very much enjoy that. 
And for just plain entertainment, check out Welcome to Night Vale. Um, some of you probably have been listening to that one for a very long time. Uh, that was like kind of my introduction to podcasts in general. I've been to a couple of their live shows and had a whole lot of fun with them. Uh, highly recommend doing that, by the way. So yeah, welcome to Night Vale. Very good. The books are really good too. Yes, there are books and they are incredible. Check them out. And that's all I could really think of now. I'm sure there are plenty that I forgot. I do listen to quite a few podcasts. Um, but yeah, those are some recommendations I'm bringing your way. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you are not just entertained, but somehow reborn together.